For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. All right, everyone. Welcome to the pilot episode, the very first episode of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast here on the Chair Shot Network. I'm your host, DJ. Uh, for those of you that are new to the show, welcome aboard. Those of you who have been with us all along, uh, thank you for coming over here. We are excited to be on the Chair Shot Network. And I want to start the show off by introducing my two co-hosts. First, Bucky's tag team partner, Jason. Jason, welcome aboard to the pilot episode, sir. I am very, very excited. Congratulations to us. I'm glad we did this. And thank you, Greg, for the opportunity. And hello to all of our thousands and thousands of adoring new fans. <laughs> and longtime co-host, third chair from the Rob the Genius podcast. Mr. Rob, how are you tonight, sir? Not too bad. And also... uh Thank you again to Greg for bringing us on. And I guess for me, this is hello again to ShareShot Network listeners. Y'all have heard me with on Outsider's Edge with Ray and Kyle before. And so if you, you know, you heard me there, then hello again. If this is your first time hearing me, then hello for the first time. Yeah, again, got to got to start the show off with thanking Greg DeMarco for, you know, not thinking we sucked um, right. <laughs> and, and thinking enough of us to in, invite us here to join the Chair Shot Network. Uh, as Rob said, he's been working with these guys for a while. We've had Ray Cash on numerous times on our podcast. So I figured we'd lead in the show a little bit, just uh, kind of introducing ourselves, tell you who we are, tell you what we're about. And uh, for those of you who have been rocking with us all along over on Anchor, uh, welcome aboard. You guys are going to hear probably a little bit of rehash uh, for those of you that are new. Uh, I, I'm DJ, uh, probably 40-year-plus pro wrestling fan. Uh, did do a little bit of time in the business back in the uh, mid-late 90s. So I have a little bit of an inside perspective as well as that of being a fan. And right about just shy of two years ago, I was kind of, you know, like a lot of people 
wanting to get in on the podcast game. I had previously been doing YouTube videos and I just kind of lost my, 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 my taste for doing YouTube videos and YouTube, at least for as small as I was really limited you to how long you could talk. And I was thinking about getting into the podcast game. Didn't really know where to start. Rob and I were friends and, you know, he was talking to me. He's like, Hey, I do a little podcast on anchor uh, he's like, why don't you try it out? See if you like it. So, you know, I downloaded the Anchor app, started messing around on the Anchor website. And initially I was just doing some little, you know, drop and dunk episodes on my own. Figured out pretty quickly that I suck by myself. Um, so after the first few episodes that I you know, really, really struggled to really come up with content, I uh, invited Rob on to co-host with me a couple of <coughs> times and, it seemed to work better. Rob and I had really good chemistry. You know, we'd already been talking for a while and we just kind of um, built, built a rapport from there. Then in January of 21, Jason, who we've been again, you know, kind of friends with here through Twitter and through discord and things like that was like, Hey, you know, I wouldn't mind coming up and giving it a try just to kind of, you know, feel it out. You know, originally it was supposed to be feel it out. And the, the, the give it a try, feel it out has so far lasted almost a year and a half. Uh, Jason has become a very, very important part of the show. Um, and, you know, I we love having him here. We've built a built a good, not only a good friendship, but I think we've built a really, a really fun podcast. I think we kind of go against a lot of the podcast grains. There's a lot of people out there spouting off a lot of negative nonsense, and we've really tried to push back against some of that. Um, either one of you two want to chime in on your experience with this? Uh, I mean, Rob, you go first because he brought you on board first. Okay, so uh, for me, all right, so I started writing about wrestling probably around 2014-ish. So, because well, I've been I've been writing stuff on the internet since like 2004. I mean, I used to write about you know football and basketball and you know and movies and stuff, and I still write about some movies. But I started writing more about wrestling in like 2014-ish. And so I was doing that for a while. And Greg DeMarco invited me to come write for the Chair Shot. Because, uh, you know, Chair Shot is also a website, not just the, the podcast. Started doing that. And, you know, I st- and, you know, got to just talking with some of the guys who ho- you know, hosted shows and whatnot there on Twitter. Um, and of course, one of them is Ray Cash. And one week, uh, Ray had to run all the podcasts for like a whole week. <laughs> so he was just saying, Hey, anybody want to come on? Let me know. So I volunteered and, you know, I did a show with him. And it's in the Chair Shot archives. It was back from 2019. Uh, I think it was during like, remember during Black History Month, we talked about like just black wrestlers in history we both give our like top five black wrestlers that we you know that we thought at the moment uh, i think we we had like the same five i think <laughs> <laughs> or at least though well we both had kofi ron simmons the rock and booker t and then the, the last one we kind of quibbled around a little bit because we weren't sure um and then so i came on a few times on the outsider's edge with him and then so in 2020 I started doing my own podcast because, like everybody else, I was stuck in the house, and you know I had, you know I had all this extra time, so I figured might as well try it now. 
So I started my own thing, the Robin Genius Podcast, where I talk about everything. And then at that point, I think uh, I think DJ, you actually came on with me one time. We talked about some wrestling stuff, and I had you and Ray on there one time. Yeah. And that today, I think that still might be my, like, my favorite episode of that my own show that, that I've ever done. That was a great time. It was my introduction to Ray. Like I, aside from you know interacting with him on Twitter, that was my first you know conversation with Ray. And again, to this day, again, I feel like we've done some great content over the last eighteen months. But that's still one of my favorite things. Yeah, and so I think that was around the same time me and you were starting uh, working together on this. And then. So, you know, we got along, we, we were going pretty well, and then, you know, Jason came on board, and then it was off to the races. Yeah, so when I came on board, it was it was very much, you know, the same thing as you, Rob. It was, it was I need a hobby, because um, it was mid-pandemic and all that good stuff. Um, but just to, I mean, we had all met each other through Twitter and through various, like, fan, like, Rob and I found out that we participated, or remembered i guess that we participated in one of those uh you know fantasy draft wrestling fantasy drafts together um dj and i bumped bumped into each other on the twitterverse a couple of times um and then when we started when the pandemic really started going and everyone's trapped at home and all this stuff you know it got way worse in terms of the discourse on the on the interwebs so we were looking for a place to you know hang out and hide from all that um so we got ourselves and a bunch of other folks in a, a little discord side chat that we got going on uh still going strong love to all those wonderful people who have supported us from day one but then you guys have been doing this and you guys asked me to come along and you have yet to k- kick me out which i'm shocked every single week um but i'm glad to be here uh you, you have become just such a uh, an important character on this on this podcast and i say character not because you know we're we're faking it here but just because I think we all three bring something different to the table. You know, myself bringing, you know, a bit of actual inside experience and perspective. Rob being just very analytical and intelligent and the data gatherer of of the group. And then Jason having his own intellectual insight to it, as well as I think you're a bit more. I I don't want to say you're more fan connected than we are, but it, it just feels like sometimes when we're talking about this, you still have that ingrained like, like Rob and I are the OGs, you know, Rob and I are close, close to 50. So we were a bit jaded in some things. Was it uh Statler and Waldorf, so to speak? Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, get off my lawn types. And Jason still tries to, tries to look at it a bit more, more objectively at times. But yeah, uh, if, I, if, if I had to categorize it and, you know, don't take this as any slight as to what you're not, but Rob is the brains of the operation. I feel like I'm not the heart because we're all the heart, but I'm the emotion and the fire. And then DJ is just the steady hand on the wheel guiding the ship into port. That's probably about the best explanation anybody could give. You know, it's it's that that's a good one. That's really good. Yeah. So. So what do we do here? Uh, we just three guys talking wrestling. Uh, we are. I'm going to warn you right out of the gate. We are very WWE biased, um, but we're fair. I think. I think. And I hate to use, I hate to use these words because it's an, a connotation with a news broadcast that I hate. But I think we try to be fair and balanced on this show. 
Um, I think yeah. when we when we analyze certain things and when WWE gets it right, we let them know. And when they get it wrong, we let them know. Uh, we some people may feel we're a little heavy handed on AEW. Uh, we have a reasons for that. And as you get to know us, we'll explain that a little bit more. Um, but mainly we just get on here and I, I talk to these guys and if we occasionally rotate somebody into the fourth chair, I talk to them like if we were sitting in my, in my living room, having a couple of beers, sitting around talking wrestling. And that's really what I wanted this to be, you know, mostly no gimmicks. I'm not saying we don't, you know, poke a little bit of fun here and there. Rob is the, the, the king of the Queen Charlotte Flair's fan club. And, uh, <laughs> we, we have a bit of fun at Rob's expense with that. Um, <laughs> So, you know, it's just, this is just a shoot from the hip, good time, talking wrestling podcast. And we hope you guys enjoy it. Those of you that are, you know, have, have, are listening to us for the first time on the Chair Shot Network. Those of you who are following us over from Anchor, again, we appreciate that. We welcome you back aboard. Uh, for those of you that are listening to us for the first time and you want to listen to the archive stuff, it is still over on Anchor. Uh, you can look that up, or you can look it up on Spotify, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we can find all our stuff there, probably about a year and a half's worth of content. We try to upload weekly. Um, I've got got a deal worked out with Greg that I think we're going to be, I think we're going to be on Thursdays is when he'll upload everything. We typically record thir- Wednesday night, and I think he's going to upload on Thursday, which I think it's been our pattern all along for those of you that have been following us. So. Yeah, so hopefully we'll stick with that and we'll uh, we'll keep, give our fans the experience that they so richly deserve. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and honestly, guys, it's just and guys like the you the wider audience. We're not we watch wrestling because we enjoy it. We want to enjoy it. We want to have fun doing this. And we want to have play a little bit of pretend while we watch the adults solve their problems in their underpants on a school night. Pretty so, much. With that's about just so you guys know, that's about how seriously we take it. Um, so if that's not something you're into, we might not be the guys for you, but hopefully you'll give us a chance. Well, and that being said, we we can have some serious discussion on here. Like again, if there's you know some kind of big controversy or something like that, or right. something newsworthy. We'll break it down, you know, fairly, honestly, and, you know, fairly seriously. Yes. My comments about not taking it seriously are strictly due to about booking and storylines and this and that, as long as they don't go into real world issues. Oh, absolutely. Once they do, once they, we, they do we will tackle that from an entirely different angle, and you guys will see that. Absolutely. We, we, we tend to not take this too seriously, and as Jason always says, if you're taking it too seriously, you are fundamentally watching pro wrestling for much different reasons than I am. That's right. I watch wrestling for the same reasons we watch like Smallville and, you know, uh, trying to think of a more contemporary show. We're all in order for lack of a better. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scripted drama show. Let's have fun with it. Yeah. And uh, I guess for me, yeah, I do get analytical about stuff because look, I'm a mathematician by trade. So I love doing stuff with numbers. I love playing around numbers. I love reading numbers and seeing what you can learn from different numbers. So at various points in life, I used to get crazy with basketball statistics. I it won't, you know, I have had stretches where I've gotten crazy with football statistics and with movie box office numbers. And so this year I decided to get crazy with the numbers in, <laughs> in the world of pro wrestling. 
Um, because there are a lot of, well, a lot of the discourse that you see online in particular is very, well, it's a lot of basically people feeding you bullshit numbers. <laughs> so as somebody who, you know, majored in math and does math stuff for a living and, again, who loves playing around with numbers and all that kind of stuff, yeah, I take personal offense to people lying with numbers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, um, if, you, if you haven't listened to us before, you will sometimes hear me start rattling off some numbers about this, that, or the other. And basically what that is about, it is about more or less debunking some of the, the nonsense you get told online or whatever. And, and, and if you're wondering, <clears throat> well, why do you care? Um, because ratings talk has taken a lot of the fun out of being a wrestling fan. And so have also these, you know, these kind of dishonest arguments people make about who's a draw and who isn't and who's over and who isn't. And a lot of people just, they pull, you know, they, you know, they'll cherry pick some number here or there to kind of prove their point. And me being somebody who, again, who does this stuff for a living as far as numbers and whatnot. Um, I feel like these folks are, you know, hurting our good time. <laughs> so, you know, I, and yeah. so when I, when I get into this stuff, it's to basically, it's to shut that down or it's to refute it. Or it's, you know, it's, it's to say that, you know what, you shouldn't really be listening to these people over here who are lying to you and, and making you feel bad about something that you watch for fun. Okay. And, and they do that because just look in the world of the internet and social media, aggravation is what drives traffic. Um, you don't get traffic making people happy. Although well, we're trying to do that here, okay. <laughs> but as far as like the kind of instant traffic, instant volume of this, that, or the other, basically, if you don't have anything worthwhile to offer, then if you want to get traffic, you got to aggravate people, and that's what these people do. And so I do what you know when I start talking about all this stuff. It's the basically to counteract that because. <laughs> We all really just want you to enjoy the wrestling show, okay? And to not get, you know, to not feel bad about what you're watching because some guy told you that the ratings are low or, you know, or whatever. Or that you, we don't want you, to, I don't want you to feel bad as a fan of somebody because some Yahoo on Twitter told you that that man or woman, well, they're not a draw, right? Um, so when I throw something out there, it's basically just, it's, it's just it's to shoot some of that stuff down and hopefully help some of y'all feel better about what you're watching. Um, well, and for me, that's kind of the uh, what was the catalyst for this podcast is you spend a lot of time online and then you spend a lot of time as a WWE fan in particular. <clears throat> there's a lot of people on there that will tell you you're an idiot or tell you you're stupid for watching it. Be, and, and these are fans. These aren't like I get people who don't watch it, who are still in the you know it's fake crowd, right? You know that those people I get. They're going to look at all of us like we're stupid, and that's the lesson that I'm trying to teach. It doesn't matter whether you like WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan. There are people who don't watch this shit who are looking at all of us arguing amongst ourselves like we're all idiots for watching it in the first place. So when I've got somebody who's a hardcore AEW stand and they're treating WWE fans like we're idiots for watching it. And the, the one the one argument that just gets on my nerves beyond all all others 
is this um and i just lost my train of thought because somebody's ringing the doorbell i have no idea who's at the door hang on a minute Hi. How are you? you might want to go away i just tested positive for COVID. so okay yeah. so yeah it's all it's all good here she's tina's running them off um but i just lost my train of thought that totally derailed me this is what happens on this show guys uh we we don't edit anything out we we just keep going but the, sometimes we just got to roll with the punches, you know? Yeah, yeah. you do. But like I said, the, the thing that in, just irritates me the most are these people that will treat people who watch WWE like they're stupid, like they're brain dead. And they call it like eight WWE drones and things like that. Hey, somebody please take over because I'm fading here. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, so DJ, it's the thing. And I was just going to share my experience of like, I, I'm a happy WWE drone. If you want to call me that, whatever, fine. I don't care. Um, I'm wearing a Roman Reigns track suit, track jacket right now. Um, I'm a big fan of the guy. When AEW came around, I was like, cool, more wrestling. This is going to be awesome. I got double or nothing. I, you know, tried to get in on the weekly episodic, you know, dynamite and rampage and this, that, and the other. And I just couldn't because they were every week. They were telling me what an idiot I was because of what I watch on, on Mondays and Fridays, or in that case, Thursdays. But in any case, I, I, I don't want to be made feel stupid for watching what I already know is really, really stupid. Um, so yeah, we just we're just out here to have a good time and actually enjoy what we're watching. You know. Yeah, and I'll add to that. Um, well, like you were saying about about you know people thinking that we're all stupid because you know there are people I talk to on Twitter about like football and. And some other stuff that and that aren't wrestling fans and and so when I when I start firing off one of my little tweet threads about some wrestling related stuff, you know there are times I wonder like oh boy they probably <laughs> they probably thinking oh here here he goes again oh right. this nerd here we are <laughs> right so um, at the end of the day like we're watching a show where people who are supposedly participating in some sport get mad at each other and then go fight inside of a cage. Right. Okay. And with weapons. <laughs> okay. I mean, people, you know, people literally, you know, they're, they're supposed to be playing a sport and then if they get mad at each other, they go inside a cage and basically have trial by combat. <laughs> that's all, that's, how can you not enjoy that? Like just the very principle behind that is friggin' awesome. Right. I mean, so that's what we're watching here. Right. Um, so you should always keep that in mind. And that even in the most serious of wrestling companies, there are the there have been the most ridiculous ideas for matches. And I always go back to the scaffold match, just, which was in the NWA, which which was the super serious wrestling company, and they had the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express up on fighting on a scaffold, and to win the match, you had to throw the other guys off the scaffold. Okay, and. You know, and at least one of those guys that was up there was coked up out of his mind. (laughs) (laughs) And just to be just to be clear, Rob, let's set the scene. This is not like a scaffolding that you see outside of a high rise when you're walking down New York City. This is the scaffolding that your buddy, your do-it-yourself buddy, put up there because he's going to make his back deck, and you know that thing's going to fall through in about three months. Yeah, exactly. And and that thing, it, it was rickety. It was raggedy. It was shaking. Okay. And you had like a couple of guys, the road warriors are both like 300 pounds and they were up there. And again, one of them Hawk was coked up out of his mind. <laughs> and, 
You'd Which have is, to be to wrestle in that match. Right. And then, I mean, he went to be to fair, a, that, that was <laughs> Hawk's default, set, default setting, I believe. Yes, it was. It was. Um, yes, <laughs> it was. And he had a broken leg when he went up there, by the way. God! <laughs> I, I'll never forget that, man. <laughs> and so but this is what we're watching here. And so we always try to, you know, we always try to remind everybody of that. Because, you know, you'll see these things where, you know, somebody gets hit with a pie in the face on the wrestling show. And there's always somebody thinking, oh, this is just the worst thing ever. You know, and... <clears throat> And you know, and it's just, I mean, no, it's 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 fine. And we we just we 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 all get the three of us get up get really irritated when people get upset about that kind of thing because you just need to remember, you know, this is a wacky TV show. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's no different than watching Jackass, all right, which is coming back, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Sammy Zane, a draw. <laughs> right, Sammy Sam Zane. Re, re, uh, Resurrected Jackass. <laughs> okay. Um, In the single greatest match at WrestleMania this year. Yes. So um, it's just. And that's what we want to remind you of, you know, and because too many people out there on the Internet want you to think that you're watching, you know, Masterpiece Theater or something and you're not. So, we, you know, we kind of, you know, we we you know, that's one of the things we do here is we try to remind everybody just what you're watching and just have fun watching it. And, you know, even when we get like really serious in the stuff, you know, we get serious because we want y'all to have fun watching this stuff and <clears throat> something you shouldn't take too seriously. Right. Um, yeah. There's, there's plenty of times where we, we should get serious with, if all of a sudden, you know, raw gets chopped down to one minute women's match, you know, in a week and SmackDown barely has anything. <clears throat> yeah. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about representation. We're going to talk about all these things. But what we're not going to do is going to blow a gasket when someone gets pied in the face on the, in the case of Raw and SmackDown, the five-hour Saturday Night Live children's variety show. In For ten minutes, someone got pied in the face. I promise you will all live. <clears throat> yes. Especially when so. they get pied in the face and a month later they, they take an L to the 13-time women's champion. Oh! Oh! oh. Uh, let, me, let me explain. Let me explain why this is such a thing. Oh <laughs> Every episode, this is almost like the uh, almost like the the the, the killed Kenny portion of the show. Rob, Rob Rob spends a whole episode trying to figure out where he's going to sneak in a Queen reference. <laughs> Sometimes he gets it in at the very very like we think the bell's about to ring. Like we're at one, two, we're about to get the three, and Rob sneaks it in there, man, like a Roman Reigns two point nine 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 kick out, and Rob's in there with a reference to the Queen. So yeah. he, he got he got it in he got it in early tonight. There we go, and that's why we love him. That's a, one of the reasons why we love him. Absolutely. <laughs> so let, now that we've gotten the introductions out of the way, we've told you guys a little bit about uh, who we are and what we are, and hopefully you're still with us. Uh, why don't we uh, why don't we talk a little bit of WWE WrestleMania backlash? Uh, I think we've got coming up this what it's Sunday this. This yes. weekend, right? Yes, it is Sunday. That's yeah. odd. I thought they were doing all Saturday pay-per-views moving forward, but I did notice that this one is on Sunday. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I'm glad it's Sunday because that's actually my day off. So. No, well, no, I got to go back to work on Monday, and it's going to be a busy one because we've had a we've had a doctor on vacation all week, so he'll probably double up on Monday. So I'm going to be running my ass Woo! off. Yeah. Yay! So uh, Monday is going to be awesome. a long day, pals. <laughs> well, so, at least we have a pay-per-view to look forward to. 
because I'm a slacker and I'm the host of the show. Who's got the uh, who's got the full card pulled up? Jason does. Jason, mouthful of food, yep. sir. Kick us off. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> okay. I was having a sour patch kid. So, uh, fun fact about this one: uh, we have coming up this Sunday. We have the WrestleMania Backlash Premium Live Event. Uh, it is going to be held in the Dunkin' Donuts Center, home of the Providence Bruins. Um, then Providence, Rhode Island, and I will be in attendance because it, it's in my backyard. Oh, shit, so, that's right. You're going. Oh, yes. Ah. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I will take lots of pictures, and I will get you guys reports from the ground uh, next week. Absolutely, yeah. We'll have to get the uh, the whole show review next week directly from you. There we go. So uh, I think we could just kick it off, run right down the card, um, because – you know, it's not that big of a card right now. I don't think they're going to add too much more between well, we've only got SmackDown and then maybe they do something that day. Uh, but right now we have six matches on the card and I don't believe they're definitely not in any particular order based on how they're here. So we're just going to do in the order they have them on Wikipedia. So kicking off tentatively, we have the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, we have the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair, versus Ronda Rousey in an I Quit match. Honestly, not my favorite type of match. I think they're a little contrived. But this is going to be a lot of fun because they um, these two girls are kicking ass. Excuse me, kicking ass right now. Um, you got the Ronda loss out of the way right away at WrestleMania. So we don't need to work. Rhonda is now officially just another character on the show. She is not a meteor from outer space that came or came last time. And, and she just showed up, took the belt and held the belt until she was gone. Um, now that being said, I still think she's going to win on Sunday. Sorry, Rob, but uh, <laughs> Ronda Rousey, I, I look for, uh, I look for, I'll get a nice video for you, Rob, of the queen right in the microphone saying, I quit. Oh, oh, it's good. I, I can tell you the uh, the, the show after Sunday is going to be a we're going to have to get Rob on the on the therapy cha- couch. It's going to yeah. be a therapy session for Rob. <laughs> hey, I don't want to hear it from Rob because she uh, frankly, just the fact that she got their mania is impressive. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy. We all we even Rob. I mean, she, yeah. she's just. She's she's his queen, but we we all predicted that Ronda was going to walk out of WrestleMania the champion. That didn't happen. Charlotte Charlotte survived. Rob, we've ragged on you enough. Do you have any thoughts on this match? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> poor soul. If you can see his face right now. <laughs> so um. It's like the face that the doctor came in and told him we're going to have to operate. <laughs> yeah, I've, I I have been trying to think of just possibilities of you know of, of the miracle happening here, um, and the only thing I can think of is if they want Ronda to win at one of the stadium shows instead, um, you know I mean, but um, I have resolved myself to. What is inevitable? Because um, um, look, I figured this was going to happen at WrestleMania, and it did not. And um, 
Um, man. Um, Charlotte, we love you. We really do. <laughs> He's already starting, man. It's only, we should have provided him. We should. I don't know. We should have like Amazoned him some tissues or something. Seriously, yeah. Charlotte. <laughs> you know, we're here for you. We are. Oh, God. And, uh, <laughs> all right. It's starting off uh, early tonight. And um, l- listen. All right. Um, oh, here we go. We'll always have WrestleMania. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll always have the UK tour where you where you did be there a couple of times there. Um, we'll always have that. Um, we'll we'll always have the match you and Naomi had in February that was outstanding. Oh, um, what a match! That was awesome. Um, and you know, and contrary to what people on Twitter say, I, you know, a lot of these segments that Ronda and Charlotte had have been, have been lots of fun, and more fun than people on Twitter would have you believe because they're just sticking the muds about this. Um, but, um, yeah, um, it looks like this is finally going to be the end of the road. Um, we just, we're thankful that she got to actually hold the title for more than five minutes or a couple of days. And that she actually got to, got to hold the title for herself for once, for the first time in a while. And it wasn't just, you know, Winning it and then to give somebody else a moment almost immediately afterwards. Um, so, you know, we're thankful for that. And all in all, you know, we would have liked some more defenses, but, you know, um, we'll take the ones we got. And it's, it's been a good run. And again, we're here for you, Charlotte. I've never uh, heard someone eulogize someone's 14th. Championship like this in well, Jesus' it's, name, it's, Amen. It's, no, this, this, <laughs> I mean, my this, God, this, he was giving a sermon up here, it, brother. This, no, no, this this is the thirteenth main. main <laughs> oh, sorry, fourteen soon come, right? So it's why oh. it's why we call Rob the Minister of Truth, the Deacon of Data, the Father of Facts and Figures. <laughs> he literally <laughs> preaches from high atop the mountain. And uh, <laughs> so, listen. Um, this is, this is going to be tough, and I might have to look away when when it, when when it looks like the, you know the, the end might be coming. <laughs> God. Another thing, uh, um, another thing that I'm I'm just like I don't think there's any way that they put Rhonda in a position where she's going to have to scream "I quit" into a <clears throat> microphone. Well, no, that that that's not going to happen. Um, no. That's just. As soon as they introduced <clears throat> that stipulation, I was like, I could even see her tap to the. The, the figure eight honestly it's probably not not that likely but i could see a world where that happens but ronda rousey international fighting superstar or whatever screaming i quit into a microphone for that to be memed and viralized no no that's not happening yeah. i don't want to give rob too much of a glimmer of hope here but that's every reason why vince mcmahon would do it also true like that that's every reason why why ronda would lose that being said, I'm expecting this to be one hell of a fight. Like, I'm not expecting much of a match. I'm expecting a hell of a fight. I expect very little of this to take place in the ring. Um, I, I would anticipate this match to go on a little later in the card because I'm hoping that they destroy the ringside area. Because both of these women can fight. They like to fight. Both of them have no problem getting there, getting dirty, pulling out the weapons, going through tables. 
It's going out into the crowd. I, I ex- maybe I'm setting my expectations a little too high, but with the the history that these two have, the heat between the two of them, and just the the history of just straight up fights. Like if you think back, what was it? Um, was it a no holds barred match or something that Sasha and Charlotte had several years ago? Is one where they were, they were hot potatoing the, uh, was, the, the, the they had a match in the, in the cell actually. Well, the the match in the cell, but there was another one oh, they the, did where they were the, hot potatoing the uh, title the, back and forth. The, the false count anywhere match. False count anywhere. That was a hell of a fight, brother. Like that was a hell of a fight with Charlotte and Sasha, and I'm expecting some of that on Sunday night between the two of them. But again, yeah, I think this is Ronda's night. I, I think there's no way in hell Ronda Rousey says the words "I quit" into a microphone. Yeah, and now, yeah. and um, and, and I do think what's going on. I think Drew Gulak is going to find some way he's going to get involved some kind of way <laughs> and of course look i brought that i brought that on on myself by constantly mentioning his name here that I was you beat me to it rob drew gulak and this is we don't mean that as a slight against drew gulak we all like the guy but when we have a joke about a a mid-card wrestler unfortunately drew gulak has been the butt of many a joke on this podcast and it's I coming think- back to bite rob in the ass now DJ, the best way to put it, our he's an everyman wrestler. That's exactly it. That's he's exactly not, it. I don't want anyone to think that we're like knocking Drew Drew Gulak. We are not. We all like Drew Gulak a lot, and actually, anytime he's on screen, we're all got like, "Hey guys, check it out." Um, but there's a certain ceiling for him, and that's just kind of our barometer. Yeah, and it, I guess it. it I guess it, you know, I started to bring him up because for the longest time he was just not on television. Right. So he was so he he was basically the example of somebody who's just not on TV ever. And now he's been on TV the past few weeks. And yeah. you know, and he he's due for some payback because um you know, he's been taking ass beating from the queen. Yeah. yeah. And um so yeah, he he's he's due for some payback. Um and um but yeah, Charlotte Sorry, Rob. We'll be here for you for a, a virtual group hug next Wednesday. We love you, Charlotte. We do. <laughs> I don't know. Drew, Drew Gulak is a known PowerPoint guy. He's good at digital presentations and whatnot. Maybe he tricks the audio system into thinking, you know, blaring out a Charlotte Flair, like, edited I quit clip or something like that. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Who knows? A-, a la Mankind and the Rock. Yeah. No. And, uh, um, well, um. Just if you know, a few more days. We'll be here for you, to, Rob. Because to, to, she looks so wonderful wearing that belt, and that belt looks so wonderful around her waist. I'll put on my PhD hat, and we'll have a counseling session. And, It'll uh, all be yeah. good. We'll, we'll 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 figure it out, Rob. We'll get through this together, buddy. You you me Jason, and actually right. we may we may have a fourth guest up here next week. We'll we'll see. So Jason, what's uh, next, Rob, buddy? I was going to say, D- DJ, any last thoughts on? Uh, Charlotte and Rhonda, Rob, you do not get any more thoughts. <laughs> no, man, I, I'm expecting a straight-up fight between these two girls. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. All right, who's winning? I got Rhonda. Oh, Rhonda. Rob? <sighs> Rhonda. <laughs> kind of hurt him to say it. So, you feel the pain oozing off of him. <laughs> All right, so coming up next, uh, next on this card I have anyway, we have the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. 
in a WrestleMania grudge match rematch. So, and as far as I, um, quick note about the I Quit match, uh, there's no real stipulations on this card aside from the I Quit match. So, uh, DJ, I think you're right. If anyone's going to go crazy and destroy the ringside area, and especially because, hey, we don't have to clean it up for another, you know, hardcore match or something, that I Quit match might get a little crazy. So, uh, but anyway, these guys are just in a straight-up singles match. I mean, if you look at the presentation of one Mr. Cody Rhodes from WrestleMania to now, he is basically the main character of Raw at this point. So I look for, I mean, Cody's the shiny new toy. Seth Rollins doesn't lose a lick. Again, he's, it's Seth Rollins. He's, he's bulletproof at this point, um, unless they really, you know, screwed the pooch with him. So, and I think this is going to be just another fun match, and I look for Cody Rhodes to get the victory here. Uh, Rob, what do you think? Um, oh, because I think that, I think Seth is going, I don't think Seth is going to lose here. Something's going, something, something's going to happen. Because I, I see this thing going the same way that the thing with him and Edge went last year, especially since June is hell in the cell. Um, mm. So, either... Seth gets the win here. It won't be fair and square, obviously, or he kind of goes crazy and just attacks Cody with a chair or something and gets disqualified or something and just beats the hell out of him. Um, but I do think whatever happens, it's it's going to lead to the cell match next month, I think. Yeah, that would that makes a lot of sense, honestly. And you know Cody is itch, itching to get into the cell and bleed. Um, DJ, what do you got here? Uh, I'm kind of online with Rob here. This this is my non-finished match of the night. Uh, there's there's no way they're ending this feud in two matches, and they're definitely building up towards Hell in the Cell. Um, yeah, so I expect some kind of shenanigans, whether there's a DQ, double count out, count out of any kind. It's I, This is my non-finished match of the night. It should be noted that I am the biggest Seth Rollins mark on the show. Seth is my boy. He's been my boy for years. And he's been putting in the best work of his career over the last 12 months. Um, I, I agree with you, Jason. If he were to straight lose this match, I don't think he'd lose any ground. But if he loses two in a row, there's no reason to go to hell in the cell. So right. it's this is my non-finished match of the, of the night. Right. Yeah, I think I could see it going to the cell, but I think they just keep the train going with Cody. And even by the time... <clears throat> Cody, like Hell in a Cell rolls around, Cody's already doing it's Cody and Seth are already got new dance partners. So um, let me let but, me ask you this. You mentioned you made a sure. comment a minute ago. You really this is Cody. Cody likes mm-hmm. to bleed, but he's back in the WWE fold now. If Cody yep. ends up in a hell in a cell, do you think he do you think he bleeds? I think he absolutely positively wants to. I think that obviously. And I think if they at all give him like five percent permission, like yeah, you can bleed, but don't go crazy. Yeah, don't um, don't profusely leak all over right. the place, pal. Right, yeah. we're we're gonna see some color though. But I mean, and it doesn't take much. And it was half the reason Dusty did it. You just nick yourself a little bit, and all of a sudden your bleached blonde blocks are pink, and everyone's like, "Whoa, what's going on?" Red makes green, Daddy. There you go. So, yeah, I, and it would be such a Cody thing to do too. Um, but yeah, so next on uh, the, so we, 
Next we have, um, I'm going to save that one for the end because I feel like that's going to be the main event. Okay. Uh, so we'll move on to the a re, another WrestleMania rematch. We have AJ Styles versus Edge. And because Edge, uh, excuse me, AJ won his match uh, yesterday, Damian Priest is now barred from ringside. Usually when someone is barred from ringside, that means that someone else is going to come out. Absolutely um, no shenanigans so, whatsoever will happen. I it's guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed there will be no shenanigans. No, of course not. Especially with the introduction of Finn Balor into this feud. So, yeah, I look for this to be... Honestly, this one I can't even call. Because um, Edge is, uh, AJ has just kind of been floating around for a while. <clears throat> and not floating around, but he hasn't got a good win or anything like that in a while. And Edge, but Edge is building this new faction. So I feel like this is just a mechanism for probably whoever joins the faction next, maybe Rhea Ripley to give, you know, AJ a big boot or something like that. Um, but we'll see. I would like to see Edge, AJ squeak this out and maybe keep this thing going. But eh, I'm, I'd be perfectly fine either way. And if I had to bet, I would say Edge is going to win this. DJ, who do you got? This one's a tough call for me. Um, and, and I almost said this was going to be my second non-finished match of the night. Um, just because this is WrestleMania Backlash. I don't look for any feuds to end. Um, ah, God, I don't know. It's, I'm, there's a part of me that's worried that Finn Balor is going to turn on AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, because they, they did the thing Monday night. Like they, like they, did, the, they did the two sweep. And they got all the fanboys hyped up, like, oh, my God, they did it. They did the thing. Mm -hmm. And we know how WWE is. They do the thing, and they're about to give you the thing, and then they snatch it away from you. Right. And I feel like Sunday night, they're going to snatch the thing away, and Edge is going to end up winning this one. That's what I think is going to happen. All right. I, yeah, that's definitely in the WWE playbook. Oh, my gosh, we want this, we want this, we want this. Well, that's good. Now I've got you all emotionally heightened, and I'm going to crush you. Uh, Rob, what do you got here? Um, Yeah, I think um, – I hope they don't do the cheap thing with Finn Balor turning. Um, <clears throat> but it could happen. Um, but I either way, I think – Somebody else other than Damian Priest is going to interfere and, you know, get help Edge get the win. Um, I hope it's not Finn Balor. I hope there's some other member that they have in mind that's going to come out there and do it. Um, I mean, Rhea Ripley was, has been rumored to be potentially a part of that. Um, and then the other, um, well, the other name that got thrown out there was Champa, I think. But Champa's getting into it with Ali now, so uh, yeah. who knows? Um, I mean, either one of them, I think, would be a fine addition to the group. Um, so I think somebody other than Damian Priest interferes and um, Edge wins. And so I just hope it's not Finn Balor um, because then it was going to be three against one against AJ. He's going to need some help, and there won't be anybody there. Yeah, because his <laughs> boys are gone. Yeah. You know, that's the, the this would like been have been perfect if the Good Brothers were still there. Yeah. But <laughs> now, like you said, if this ends up being three on one against AJ Styles, who comes out to help AJ? Yeah, that's why I think the Finn the Finn thing is 
is straight up. Um, I think they are going to surprise us by playing it straight, um, which is the beauty of WWE. They can play it either way uh, and still kind of surprise us. Um, but yeah, I just don't see where where do you go from there. When, I guess do you just dismiss Ed or AJ after Edge just beats him and that's it, and Edge is on to his next feud. I mean, it's happened before, uh, so yeah, they could do that. Um, yeah. But I look, I especially it just is a coincidence that I, what's today the day they first initially signed Bull, or uh, formed Bullet Club because I saw a bunch of current and former Bullet Club members of every promotion being like, oh, happy Bullet Club Day, you know, too sweet, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I just thought that was an interesting timing coincidence with uh, with the reun- reuniting of Edge and, uh, excuse me, uh, AJ and Finn. Yeah. But, the, again, this is when WWE's at its best, when it really could go either way and you can't really call it. So, um, and... The thing is, the match is going to be awesome because all their other uh, every time they've scrapped, it's been very, very good. So, yeah, a lot of people complained about the pacing of the WrestleMania match. I thought the match was awesome, and, and maybe yeah. I saw something in it that you know a lot of the internet wrestling community didn't see. But I could go back and watch AJ Styles and Edge put on that clinic repeatedly. Yeah, it was definitely slower than the normal WWE match, but it also had a, had purpose. So, right, it was methodical for a reason. Exactly. Yeah, I enjoyed the match too. But I, I could definitely see people be like, all right, speed it up. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we got both of you on that one, right? We're good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So next on the card, we have what is undoubtedly going to be a Dave Meltzer five-star classic. They're going to go at least 45 minutes, uh, probably at least a half dozen near falls. We have Happy Corbin. Versus Madcap Moss. <laughs> so if this one clears 10 minutes, I'm actually going to be surprised. But credit to those two guys because Corbin has consistently been one of the best parts about any show. Mm, excuse me, any show he's on, and this uh, this kind of the rise of Madcap Moss has been pretty uh, enjoyable to to be along for the ride. So I think they picked the right time to break them up. Uh, I think, you know, Mad, uh, this could go either way. Uh, I hate, you know, being a, well, I think Madcap's going to win. It wouldn't surprise me if Corbin didn't, or Corbin did. But this one's pretty simple. You know, let the Madcap, let Madcap Moss is, you know, find his new identity and break free of Corbin and, then we can get them going into whatever they're doing next. Um, and then see what singles Madcap Moss looks like. I'm pretty I'm pretty intrigued. I, I feel like the gimmick needs a little a little push. Maybe the I don't know, the the gear, the suspenders. It worked as a sidekick, but not quite as a main guy. But who who knows? Maybe he'll surprise me. Um Uh, we just lost you there for a second, buddy. Yeah. All right. Well, what'd you, what did I last say? You said, um, and you were getting ready to <laughs> point to one of us. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Rob, go ahead. Um, like I could see Corbin winning dirty and then they have, you know, to keep it going. Um, or I could see Madcap like 
wing like some roll up or something. I think this doesn't end here. Um because they at least got like a month or two of house show matches to get out of this thing. Uh so I think it doesn't end here. Um I think Corbin gets the, I'm gonna go I'm gonna say Corbin gets the win here. He's gonna cheat, it's gonna be dirty and and that'll give them room to keep it going. I certainly could see that. Uh, DJ, who do you got? I think it'll come down to how much interest there is in a second Corbin versus Madcap match. Um, I Myself, I, I would watch it. I love Baron Corbin. I And it's been so funny to watch the, the online hatred of Baron Corbin just kind of get, you have to eat crow month after month after month after this dude delivers every single time. Now, granted, Madcap Moss has put in the work. He had a hell of a match with Drew McIntyre a couple ma- a couple months ago, but Baron Corbin really got Madcap Moss over, and a lot of people don't give him the credit for that. Um, is there interest in a second match? I don't know. I mean, I'd say for me, yes. I'd say for a large portion of the people that I see online, they want this to be a one-and-done. I have a feeling this will be a one-and-done with Madcap Moss taking the victory. And uh, well, I think... Well, this is going to continue on the house shows for sure. Right. Whatever happens yep. here. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so last one we got here. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Before the what I think is the main event, we have Bobby Lashley versus Omos. And Omos is being escorted by or will be accompanied by his new manager, MVP. Um, this one's tough because actually, no, it's not. But I think almost is going to win this because he's the new the new shiny toy. Again, 
They put him with MVP for a reason, so they're clearly investing in the guy. Uh, and you could, I, I just don't see this ends any other way than than almost winning, um, winning pretty decisively, probably. Uh, DJ, who do you got here? Uh, I, I agree with you. I think um, I think almost wins this. You, having MVP in your corner is is a boost to anyone. And I don't see this being any different. I, I'm looking forward to a fun match. I don't see it going very long, much like the WrestleMania match didn't. Um, Bobby Lashley being a big powerhouse, I like that almost is big enough to throw him around. Um, so we'll see. I, I think uh, by hook or by crook, almost wins this one. All right. Rob? Yeah, I think almost got to win this one because there, there's no point in putting him in the MVP and having him turn and all that stuff. Um there's no point in doing that for him just to come out and take another L. Yeah. Um, so I think he wins here. And um, almost is the is one, is one of the YouTube all-stars here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's funny because, you know, and, you know, one of my little things, I keep track of this stuff for those of y'all who aren't familiar with us. or And he does some really big numbers a lot of times. And, um, and honestly, I think it's to the point where this is turning into a great colleague kind of thing. Um, where because uh, he he is he was born in Nigeria. He uh, he came over. So, um, yeah, I mean it's happening so often now, and, and under so many just kind of mundane kind of circumstances, where now it's kind of like okay, yeah, I think this might be a, because for those of y'all who don't know, great colleague to this day, just like some major YouTube viewing numbers on stuff and it's pretty much a given that it, it you know, it's just the folks back home that are <laughs> driving the train here on that. Right. Um, <laughs> and I think that's, we're kind of in, uh, we are, it's almost time to call it for almost <laughs> the same way. Um, but again, I think he does win here and you know, and he's with MVP. So we're going to you know, gonna keep that going. And I mean, just, you know, look, I mean, long-term with almost, it's just a question of does he have a long-term future or is this somebody, or is he just going to be somebody that you're going to eventually, you know, feed the Drew McIntyre on a pay-per-view one day or something, you know? I mean, but I think he wins. Hmm. Yeah, so we're all pretty much in agreement, I think. Yeah, I think almost wins on Sunday night. All right. So uh, that will get us to the what I believe will be the main event of the evening. It could be Charlotte and Rondo. You don't know. But the we have the impromptu team of Drew McIntyre and the Raw Tag Team Champions, RK-Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle versus the Bloodline, your reigning, defending, <laughs> undisputed WWE Universal heavyweight champion who sits at the head of the table. We eat at this table. We are so grateful and thankful for all the blessings that our wondrous tribal chief has given us. The man himself, Roman Reigns, along with his cousins, the Usos, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and Paul Heyman. They will be colliding in a six-man tag team match. And brothers, I am terrified. I hope Randy Orton drops all three of them right on their fucking faces. I, I, right I, on their faces, pal. I, 
Guys, as soon as I heard Drew's music, oh man. So for yeah, for those new to the show, I am I am one of the Roman Reigns super fans. I love this guy. Uh and the the longest reigning universal championship, you know, train has been running and gunning down people and just mowing mowing down all mowing down all opponents. And there were two people on my list that I was like, well, if they get involved at all, uh, I think it's going to be it might be curtains for our tribal chiefs um, title reign. And those two people are Big E and Drew McIntyre. So just the fact that they're crossing paths at all here is is interesting. Um, but as far as the match itself goes, I look for. I mean, if it goes two ways, I think if they're going to keep. If they don't want to do anything else with this and they're just going to close it down, everybody go back to your corners. Obviously, the bloodline is going to win it. If they're going to start with either Drew Drew in earnest as an opponent for Roman Reigns, then maybe, you know, Jay pins, or excuse me, Riddle pins Jay or something like that, or Drew pins Jay. Uh, it all depends on where they want to go next. Um, I'm just going to hope and make my pick that the bloodline is going to win and hell Roman's going to pin drew. So <laughs> stick it in your craw and smoke it or something. I don't know. Just, I'm, uh, so, I'm, I'm so upset. And just to let y'all know, I was big a Roman Reigns fan as Jason is, but you know, he, he covers that base for us here. So, <laughs> you know, I, and yeah, you know, I don't need to, Y'all don't want y'all don't need to hear me co-signing everything he says here, so I, yeah. I so I let him handle it. And besides, you know, and because uh, I have to devote my energy to you know our thirteen-time women's champion. That's right. We got the queen and the tribal chief get their fair shake on this show. Do not worry. So, who's everybody have here? Rob, talk to me. Okay. I, well, okay. I got to talk myself through it here because I'm not really sure. Um, because I think they're not going Roman Drew right away. Um, I can see, honestly, I can see Roman Randy one month and Roman Riddle the other month. They could do that two months in a row. Um, so I think however it ends, it ends in some kind of way to set up one of those matches. Um, uh, Cause now we'll, we'll, and now RK Bro is actually beating the Usos a bunch of times, so it would make sense for the Bloodline to win this time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, I think some kind of way it leads to we're, some kind of way coming out of this match. We're going to get definitely we're going to get Roman and Randy on a future pay per view. And we could, and I think we could get him individually against each member of the team. Um, so I think it ends in some kind of way that sets that up. Now, as far as who wins, um, eh, well, all right. Um, I think this is one of those, if somehow Charlotte does escape, 
then they're going to send they're going to then, then Drew and RK Bro is going to win. Um, I would yeah, I'll just say you know what, however the SmackDown Women's Title match goes, uh, this one was going to go the other way. Okay, okay. makes sense, DJ. Uh, I want to point out, interestingly enough, at first, because this was some part of the discourse online that we talked about earlier. Originally, this was supposed to be the Usos and uh, against RK Bro unifying the tag team SmackDown and Raw Ch- tag team championships. They have moved away from that, which I'm glad they did. I had said on this show uh, in the past when we were doing our WrestleMania, I think our pre-show a few months ago, that I was not a big fan of the unification idea to begin with. I, I think there need to be separate brand champions, and I definitely don't think you need Roman Reigns because they, they tour separately. Raw and SmackDown tour separately, and I just don't think you put that kind of um, expectation on Roman that he needs to tour for both shows. And if Roman's not going to be on the road as much, you need a touring world heavyweight champion. So I think at some point they're going to split those titles up, get one of them off of Roman. So I'm glad we're not doing a tag team unification here because I feel the same way with the tag team championships. You should have tag team champions for each brand if they're going to tour separately. Uh, So I found it interesting that they did go away from that, and I'm glad they did. Um, That being said, um, I know I said at the beginning of this segment that, you know, this little bit here that, you know, I hope Randy Orton, you know, drops all three of the bloodline on their faces. And while I still do hope that happens, um, I see Roman Reigns spearing the life out of Randy Orton and pinning him for the one, two, three at the end of this match. Okay. Now, does that set up a future feud? Because I I think that is exactly why I'm going that route, because I think it said, I think there's some shenanigans that go on. And it leads to Roman spearing Randy, which will lead lead to an inevitable one-on-one match somewhere down the line. Yes. Okay. I I think honestly Roman's next appointment could uh, appointment uh, opponent could be any of the three guys on the other side of this room. At this point, they've become appointments for Roman because he just yeah. comes in, he does the work, he beats the hell out of people, he stacks them up, and he leaves. What did he what What, what did he say? What did he say? Week. One, all he does is show up and win. Yep. So, so and that's all he's done. That's all he's done so far. Um, so yeah, that takes us to the end of the WrestleMania Backlash card. So I will cede control of the ship back to you, good sir DJ. Um, yeah, I, I'm expecting it to be a good show. Um, I think a lot of people were breathing heavy. I've seen everything from people super excited for some of the matches to people saying, again, the hyperbole, it's the worst build and the worst card in the history of WWE. It's the absolute worst. I can't believe how awful this card is. You know, meanwhile, five weeks ago, half of these matches were on there and they were fucking awesome. So how, how can those same even, people, huh? It's not even the worst in backlash history. <laughs> no, it's definitely not the worst in backlash history. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that we push back against. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good time. I wish it was on Saturday instead of Sunday, but that's just because I'm an old guy who has to get up early on on uh, on Sunday or on Monday morning. Yeah, and again, there were years previous of backlash where it was basically WrestleMania like light. They just did all the rematches again and didn't do them nearly as well. Well, that was last year, wasn't it? I feel like last yeah, that year was, was that. that. It was, was just horrible. like WrestleMania light. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like because we've only got two rematches on this card, but they're both 
deserving of rematches. So is it two or yeah. three on this on this one? Um, three. Three, yeah, because yeah. there's almost in Lashley. There's oh, Ed, Lashley. Edge, and, Edge and AJ, and then uh, Seth and Cody. So yeah, there's three. Yep. Three Plus rematches. Four. Well, four because Charlotte and Ronda. Oh, Charlotte and Ronda. Shit. Wow. Four hey. out of six. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that right there, they don't feel like retreads, rehashes, anything like that, because I didn't even realize that. I knew Bobby and that. That's because if you pay attention, as as Rob would say, Rob, what's the the phrase? Just watch the show. Thank you. (laughs) We're putting that on a T-shirt, I promise you. Um, Yeah, just watch the show. If you'd watch the show, you'd know they're keeping it fresh. Yeah, they they got here for really, really well. And again, they tricked my brain to be like, oh, no, these are all mostly fresh matchups. No, they're not. No, but they just they're they freshened them, them up fresh. over the last five weeks. Exactly. So wow. kudos to them for that. So we've got a little bit of time left. Is there anything else we wanted to get to tonight before we uh, before we call the go home spot? Uh, well, yeah, I, actually, um, I do have a couple of a uh, couple of things here. Okay. Um, okay. So and one, one thing we do here for those of y'all who are listening to us for the first time, uh, we we quite often take shots at wrestling media. And yes. And for the way that they talk about things, and for in particular, because they you know they are very um, dishonest, disingenuous, all that kind of thing. And so this week, um, Dave Meltzer is kind of the worst culprit, and he is the originator of basically of wrestling media. So you know the the sins of wrestling media you can all trace back to him. Uh, and so he was at it again this week because all right, over the weekend, um, there were a bunch of people released. WWE re- released a bunch of people from NXT. And most of them were people who had just maybe either barely been on television or hadn't been on television much at all. And there were a few notable names. Uh, we can get to those in a minute. But Dave Meltzer, all right, so there's this headline on one of the the other wrestling news websites that says, you know, WWE planning more frequent releases. And of course this headline is meant to, to again, to aggravate you because some people just got released, including a couple of names that some people, you know, were really high on in the, in the internet wrestling community. So then this headline comes out and says, well, WWE planning more releases, more frequent releases. And, it's meant to scare you because last year there was a stretch where they were just, you know, they just kept coming and kept coming. They would, they would do one round of releases and you'd be like, man, that's a lot of people. And then a few weeks later, it'd be another big batch. And you'd be like, man, is anybody going to be left? I feel like there was a period of about four to six weeks where every other week we were doing a show about releases. Yeah. And so we were talking about like five or six names at a time. If Yeah. Yeah. So this headline of course is meant to, take you back there and make you think of that and so i you know i clicked on the story started reading it and it takes some quotes from dave Meltzer. of course it does and they all regurgitate him and it's sickening and dave was was saying and here's the important part right because when you see these dave Meltzer reports if you actually read or listen to what he's saying he said I think they're going to be doing that more frequently now. I think that's the key. The key words are, I think. Not according okay. to what I'm hearing. 
Not, mm. I'm hearing that. Yeah. Finish your thought, Rob, because I'm going to piggyback on that in a minute. Okay. Because mm -hmm. the key word is I think. And what is another kind of Dave Meltzer staple is that you take something that has kind of either already been shown or have already been said, and then you throw the words I think on to make it sound worse than it is. And then and then it gets turned into a report. And now in this case, Triple H said in a recent interview that they are going to not let people hang around the PC as long as the people that they signed to NXT. Because you beat me to it, Rob. That was yeah. going to be my thought. Yeah, because uh, in the past, you know, there were people who would be there like two years and wouldn't make it TV and, you know, and all of that. And he just said basically that that's that's over. Yeah. Uh, well, and Rob, I think, and maybe you were going to mention this, but and I, if, if you were, I apologize. But I think uh, it's also important to note that Triple H was, was positing this as, okay, we've been doing this for a long time at this point. Now we know that it basically takes six months to figure out if it, this stuff is going to stick or it's not. Yeah, They weren't just pulling six months out of, out of thin air. They weren't just saying, oh, we're going to set an arbitrary time limit. It's like, no, based on all of the years of knowledge we have, you can tell if somebody's going to have the aptitude for this in about six months. And so I'll, 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 I'll piggyback on that in a minute, too. What I was going to add to what Rob was saying is Dave's out here, and, and, and you people who follow Dave and you listen to Dave, stop for just a minute. Use your brains. Dave's out here going, I think this is going, pretty much saying, I think this is what it's going to be moving forward. Dave thinks what Triple H just told you was going to happen. Okay? So you people were riding on him like he's presenting you with news. The news is something that Triple H told us all in a fucking open door interview two weeks prior. So stop acting like Dave has some kind of inside ear that you don't have. Because you have the ear. Triple H used it. That's the part of it that irritates the shit out of me with as for where Dave is concerned, is he's not giving you news. He's not giving you news. He's charging you $12.99 a month for news that Triple H gave you for free. As far as the, you know, what we were saying about the 90-day thing, and I know I just totally took over the show here, and I do apologize. I was an indie wrestler back in the 90s. And I can absolutely tell you that six months is more than enough time. 90 days is enough time to determine whether or not somebody has got the physical, the physical aptitude to go out there and perform the moves and perform them safely. At that point, you can work on character. You can work on everything else. But to physically perform the moves, 90 days, you'll know whether or not somebody has a natural aptitude for it. By six months, you should know whether or not they're going to be able to come up with a character that you can use on TV. And if they can't, if they can't put those two things together, they're never going to get it. You know, and it's not something where they need to, like Rob said a minute ago, sit around for two years trying to figure this shit out. Why should I pay somebody? I, I'm, I'm, I'm a manager at my job, okay? And I hire people all the time. And if somebody just does not have the natural aptitude for it, eventually you've got to look at them and say, look, I'm sorry, you're a great person. I like you, but you're just not what I'm looking for. It sucks. As a human being, it sucks. But as a professional, as someone who is running a company, as someone who has to look for the future of the company, I need to surround myself with a team of people who can do the job I need them to do. And I'm going to find out within 90 days whether or not they can do that job. 
Rob, sorry, I totally yeah, no problem, no problem. It's, and totally but, took over there. But um, basically, because look, last year, again, the releases were coming so often, and the the, the groups of releases are so big that it, I mean, it, it 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 engendered some real paranoia amongst all of us of who might be next. So when you put a headline up there like frequent, you know, more frequent releases coming, and they didn't specify NXT in the headline, by the way. Right. So, so basically, this is to scare you to that maybe some of your favorite main roster people might be on the chopping block, and that's what this is all about. It's just to aggravate you and all of that, and to you know get you worked up to click on the stuff, and then you know you do that, and nine times out of ten you read the story and it's a total nothing burger, and that's what this was, and and this is why we. You know, while we frequently go after wrestling media because they do not provide anything of any value here, um, and they rarely do. I mean, it's so disingenuous. So, well, and not only that, but just you have these guys who who like. So, if Adam Schefter reports on something in the NFL, that might have to do with head injuries or you know just sports medicine or something like that. There are people that ESPN can call. Doctors, medical professionals, things like that, who they have on, you know, not on retainer, but just like, hey, can we call you for this kind of stuff? Sure, no problem. That he would go through and be like, okay, I don't want to sound like a moron when I'm talking about this. Can you can you coach me through this? Dave, meanwhile, this is the state of wrestling media, guys. Dave, recently, and I'm talking within the last calendar year, Dave talked about uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling's Shibata and all the neck and head injury issues he's had and things like that, and he's working on getting back to the ring. He, with a straight face, reported that the procedure that Shibata under uh, they undertook on Shibata involved removing and then replacing his brain. They took his brain. Dave says that. Out of his skull. This is a guy that you pay $12 a month, American, for wrestling news. And he told you with a straight face that they took Shibata, they cut his head, uh, skull cap off, they removed the brain, they did whatever they needed to do, and they put the brain back inside. And then put his skull back on, and by the way, he's up and walking around now. So... That that's it. If that's the dude you want to get your news from, go nuts. But aside from just like little, what's the old the oldest adage that I've heard from multiple people in the know in the industry, even at the lowest level, is, "Yep, WWE uses Dave for two reasons, and probably this has gone to all the other ones as well. We either." have something that we want to get out there anyway and we don't want the WWE letterhead on it, like maybe, hey, we're going to hype up the Cruiserweight tournament before we actually announce it or something like that. Or we want to fuck with Dave. Pardon my language for our new show. I don't know what the Chair Shots Network language experts are, or, you know, policies are yet. I'm sure I'll get my written warning and write-up from Greg post-haste. From what I've listened to, I think we're going to be fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get any uh, any C and D's here. Yeah, no, no FCC filings. No, no, no. I don't think no. so. 
and um, and in 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 this case, this is Dave just totally just running his mouth basically. And look, I don't think anybody told him this at all. I mean, it's just him rambling and just word salad. And you know, and, uh, he's taking the information we already have and just re- reporting, quote unquote, in yeah. a different way. And, and he's reporting it as his own idea and his own findings. And that's it. And that's really it. And, you know, and then um, another one happened with, with uh, we, we were told, uh, we, we were given this big hint. Hey, guys, we found out that a notable WWE, you know, wrestler or superstar recently asked for their release. Oh, this is from, this is from Rob's yeah. buddy, Sap. Yeah, and for, and for those of y'all, um, at one time, uh, Sean Ross, Sam, and I got into a a. Well, we didn't actually fight on the timeline. We 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 hashed it out in the DMs, but at one point, uh, I got very publicly angry at him, and I I <laughs> called him out on the timeline. Well, and the worst uh, part of it was, is he did what he does. He's sick to all his all his minions after you. Like he was screenshotting. Shit that you'd said, because this is before he had me blocked. He's got me blocked now, thank God, because yeah. you know now I don't have to see his crap on my timeline. Although he didn't think enough to to, to block me from the frightful, you know, from the frightful dot com. But um, yeah, no, it's go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. Uh, so and, and look, and you know, we hashed it out there. Um, so we we don't have any personal beef anymore. But but I will not hesitate to if he says something stupid, I will not hesitate to come here and say, talk about it. Right. In this case, um, you know, like, oh, hey, hey, guys, we found out that a notable WWE superstar recently asked for his release. And what's funny is that, of course, that triggered a bunch of people saying, well, hope it's Finn Balor, because one of the one of the recurring themes in the Internet wrestling community is that there's people who hope that Finn Balor will get fed up and leave the WWE. Um, <laughs> and uh so some people were hoping it was him. And then some people were thinking, and then if, it, if they weren't naming him, they were thinking it was Alexa Bliss because Alexa has not been on TV in a long time. She has kind of voiced some frustration about that. And, you know, but, and it turned out it was neither one of them. It was Roderick Strong. It was in NXT. And not only that, but they already worked out whatever differences they had, and he's staying and, yeah, like as soon as they put up the report, it was already it was like it was in the, it was in the immediately. Report. It was in it was in the report that they worked it out. <laughs> um, and again, you guys paid for that. Like, and, like not you guys specifically for whoever's listening, unless you did. And I'm sorry if you did, but there are people out there who actually paid for that crap. And and we even like we figured it out pretty quickly why he would want to get released because his wife works in AEW now. She just started there recently, and all his boys are over there. So it would be perfectly understandable him wanting to go work there if they would let him go. Yeah. So it's not even like some big scandal or anything, right? I mean... (laughs) The best part of that is eventually you would have figured... You don't need to pay Frightful or Meltzer or anyone else for this news. Eventually, if Roderick Strong leaves WWE... You're gonna find out the old. You're gonna find out the old-fashioned way, the way that Rob and I found out 25, 30 years ago, 
when wrestlers left WWE or wrestlers left WCW or left, you know, back in the day, one of the other territories, you found out, oh, hey, this guy's here now. Right. And then, and also, do you really need to know? Do we need to? Because look, every person who works in that company has at some point or another probably said to themselves, man, screw this. From the the people at the bottom all the way up to the people at the top, okay? Everybody gets frustrated. at their, It is a job. Everybody gets frustrated at their job. Even people who are treated really well at their job get frustrated. People who are really successful at their jobs get frustrated with their jobs. And at some point or another, everybody gets frustrated to the point where they're like, man, I don't know. Let me see what else is out there. Every week, not a day goes by. Like there's at least one day a week where I don't sit around going, you know what? F this place. And I'm done. Like, and it could not even be like a bad day. It could just be like a bad moment in a day. But I'm just like, F this place. I don't even want to be here anymore. I'm updating my resume. Yeah. And it's 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 common. It is a thing that happens. Right. So um and this is another thing with wrestling media that you know they they make these mountains out of molehills out of just regular everyday things that people that go on at people's jobs and yes people get frustrated and they want to leave um even again even people who are at the very top of their profession and who and all that um yes they they want to leave sometimes they think about it right and then they might even ask for a release because and that's happened and there've been times where there are people who have asked for their release and didn't get it, and they came back to work and kept moving, like you know, and and everything, and they just, you know, the train kept going, right? And yeah, it's not something you need to really. This is not something where you, as a fan, need. I mean, if you, if if Roderick Strong is your favorite wrestler, and you found out last week that he asked for a release, and they talked it out with him, and now he's back. What does that do for you? Just be happy for the guy. You get to keep seeing Roderick Strong on WWE TV. Right, but I mean, what does the yeah. news that he did that do for you? Does it does it help you? No. Does nothing at all. Yeah. I mean, doesn't, it doesn't hurt. No. It doesn't it doesn't do anything, right? It doesn't matter. He he thought about it. He asked for his release. And and again, we we came up with the obvious reasons cuz all his people are in the other company now. Right. So, including his wife. So, yeah, I mean, he very well, you know, might want to prefer to work there now. And that's not a big deal. It really isn't. And, and it, look, if, if Roderick Strong is your favorite wrestler, and I know that every, look, every wrestler is somebody's favorite wrestler. Okay. Um, if he's your favorite, then basically either he gets his release and he goes over there with his buddies and you, get, and you, and you watch him on Wednesday night instead of Tuesday night. Or he stays where he is, and you watch, and you keep watching him on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Either way, does it really make a difference? Does this story really make a difference? Does it really matter? Right. Until it actually happens, no. Right. One of the things that irritates me on these releases are the the the, the fake outrage with WWE, and and the one big one that I saw the other day was. You know, they, they they hype these people up and they, they bring them to Orlando and they force them to move away from home. Um, you know, I, I got news for you, guy. Back in the territory days, if you wanted to go work for world-class championship wrestling, you didn't stay home in Florida. 
you picked your ass up and you moved out to Texas to work for world class. If you worked for, you know, where was the AWA out of? Um, uh, Minnesota. Out of Minnesota. You didn't stay in New York territory. You moved your ass out to Minnesota unless you wanted to drive 1,200 miles a day to work. Okay? This happens in the real world all the time. People pick up and move their entire families to go to a job with no guarantee that they're going to have that job forever. I personally did this 11 years ago. I moved up to New York for a job up there with no guarantees other than a paycheck. The guy said, hey, yeah, I'd like to hire you. I interviewed. He, he hired me. He said, can you get up here? I said, yes, sir, I'll be there. And I did. I uprooted myself and I went almost 1,400 miles away to work a job with no guarantee other than a payday. And I had hopes that I'd be there forever. But there was no guarantee. He didn't look at me and say, you know what? I'm going to hire you for the rest of your life, pal, because you're moving up here. Thank you. You know, no, there was that conversation never took place. That conversation doesn't take place anywhere. You hope that you're going to have a job for life. You pick yourself up in, in faith that you will with the understanding that you might not. And this is in any industry in the world. This isn't exclusive to just the pro wrestling business. So you know, we need to kill that noise right now. But also, DJ, you've, I mean, you were in the business. You've been paying attention to this stuff forever. When has WWE, at least its developmental, not been like this? OVW was churning through people all the time. You just didn't have the internet to hear about it. Right. There are so many people who probably went through OVW that people have never heard of before. You know, out of OVW, we got Shelton Benjamin. We got John Cena. We got Batista. We got Brock Lesnar. We got Randy Orton. There was probably a couple others that we got. But I promise you, just out of those five guys alone, there were 25 that never made it. Well, I was just about to say, so you just named five guys. What, do you think they all wrestled each other? No, they had to wrestle other people. Oh, yeah. yeah, where'd those people go? Yeah, I, I tell you guys, tell me about all the tell me about all the Danny Basham uh, matches that you remember. Who's that? Okay, he was a, he was another OVW guy. Oh, yeah, exactly, Jason. And that's not a knock on him; he was a fantastic worker. But yeah, the average person listening to this went, "Who?" They had the same look on their face that Jason just had. Right, and um. It, well, no, this, is, this goes back to the things Triple H said because they, they're looking at basically they're looking at professional sports as their model now for development. And every year, and he and he mentioned the NFL. Every, NFL basically releases 500 people every year. He said, and that's yeah. that's between training camp, preseason, and during the season, and then people who get released after the season is over. Right. And most of those people you don't hear about. Most of those people, and, and in fact, the only time you do hear about somebody getting released is when it's somebody who is notable who has been there on the team, yeah, right? um, and has done some things, and we don't care, um, and we don't. I mean, your your favorite rock band, unless they're one of the groups that's been fortunate enough to keep the original lineup forever, <clears throat> which I mean, some of them have. But there, there are groups that have gone through drummers and gone through guitarists, and you know, I mean, you know, like the Bill, some go, some go through singers. Yeah, and um, and you know, and just I mean, recently like the Foo Fighters, and you know, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Taylor Hawkins and Dave Grohl were like the only two people who were in the group the whole time. Yeah. They cycled through, you know, other people. Um, it happens, right? I mean, and it happened. I mean, so people get released and it's not unless they were unless they were denied something that was in their contract. Okay. If you were supposed to get X amount of dollars for this, this, and this, and you hit your incentives and you were supposed to get it and then they didn't give it to you and then they released you and didn't give you your money, then yes, that's an outrage, right? If something terrible was done to you backstage, right? That then yes, you should be mad. We should be mad about that. But if somebody gets released according to the terms of the contract they signed, that is something that happens every day. And it happens in sports. It happens in other professions. Um, it just does. And, and I think one of, one of the tweets that was, you know, that was about the subject, the person said that, you know, we feel like we know these people, you know, because social media and all that stuff. So you feel it feels a little more personal to you that they got released. Um, yeah, I understand that. But well, one, we don't actually know these people. That's right. and that's you know that's the thing that I have you know now. It's a thing I tell myself all the time, and you know I'll probably start saying it here more now because we don't we don't know these people, right? And right. you can feel some yes, you can feel some sense of kind of sympathy for them that they got to go get another job now. Yes, but we don't know these people um, as much as the. Jason sings the praises of Roman Reigns as much as I sing the praises of Charlotte Flair. I don't know Ashley Flair. We don't know Joe and We don't know them. They seem like nice enough people. You know, from from what you hear about them, from people who've actually been around them, they seem like nice enough people. Yeah. But we don't know them. Um, And so we don't know these folks that get released. And it feels like we know them, and that way, you know, when they get released, it kind of it might sting a little bit more. Um, and look, it, look, if Charlotte were to ever get released, I, yes, I would be here. I would be a complete hypocrite, and I'd be on this podcast screaming bloody murder, probably. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, but still, um, you know, uh, it's it's a thing that happens. And I guess, you know, because I remember when, you know, when I first started watching football, uh, they were the Washington Redskins back then. And they, my first season watching them, they won the Super Bowl. And then within like three years, a bunch of the really most important people on that team got released. They dismantled the whole team, just about. And John Regan. They did that with the Marlins one year. When, yeah. uh, they bought basically a, a World Series team, won the World Series, and then dismantled the whole fucking thing in the offseason. Now, now, in uh, Washington, they did it because they were – because they decided that hey, those guys, their time was up and we need to keep winning and we need to bring in some new guys. And so they, I mean, John Riggins was Super Bowl MVP. He got released. Um, you know, a couple of other people who were big, important players in that Super Bowl got released just a few years later. It happens. Um, yeah. And there are a few names on this list that, you know, do got some people in their feelings. Uh, I guess for me and for a lot of people is Dakota Kai. And now, you know, um, now I did think I now honestly I'll say it now that I did think this was coming because we've talked about that on the show. Yeah, because yeah. she she had done some dark matches. They didn't call her up, and 
she'd just been kind of lingering in NXT. And now it turns out that she told them she wasn't going to resign. So she very well have, may have seen the handwriting on the wall herself. Or she might have just said to hell with this. Um, right. Either way. Um, but a lot of, you know, there were definitely people who were upset about that. But again, it, it doesn't totally surprise me. And it's, well, and because look, in WWE, it's it's about fitting in a lane. Right. If, 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 if there's no lane to fit in, if, if they can't, they can't figure out a, a lane to fit you in. Then, no matter how good of a wrestler you are, you just you, you're not going to be long for the place, right? Um, and that and and you know, and Dakota Kai is an excellent wrestler. She's an excellent in-ring worker. Um, and but there was really no lane for her on the main roster. Um, and what they're doing now is they're moving on faster. In the you know a few years ago they might have, they would have called her up and they would have tried this or they would have tried that and she'd have been stuck in catering for you know a while and then you know if if it happened to be after AEW started she may have asked for her release but there, but you know I mean but they're not doing that now no so they're moving you know if you know if if they think it's best to move on they're gonna move on um, and so. Again, she chose not to resign, and so they decided to go ahead and give her a release. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Malcolm Bivens, another one, right? He, same thing. He told him he wasn't going to resign. Now, uh, now it looks like he might be just out of the business entirely now. Well, he had side uh, he had side gigs going anyway, didn't he? Is well, he, he, he a stand up comedian? Well, he, yeah, and he's he's having like his first like real show soon. Right. Um. And he and look, if anybody can transition to be a stand-up comedian out of the wrestling business, it's that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in fact, well, one hour and Dolph Ziggler is already a stand-up comedian on the side, also. Yep. Um, but and and so he asked for his release, and well, he didn't ask, but he said he wasn't going to resign. So there's nothing for you to be mad about, right? He um. Because that was his choice. It wasn't that they got rid of him. It's that he chose not to stay. Because they wanted him to right. stay. And I think, you know, it was another thing where he had been down in NXT forever. And, if you know, I guess he may have just figured, well, if they're not going to call me up, then I might as well go and do this other thing. Right? Yeah. And, which, and you know what? People do that. People change jobs. It's perfectly fine. It's right. Really like, it really, okay. actually, we encourage that. You know, I've said it ad nauseum on this show if you're not happy at a job leave if yeah. you're not getting personal satisfaction at a job leave you know but let's don't make this whole big pomp and circumstance about how wwe is this god-awful place to work because they didn't make me a 14-time world heavyweight champion you know some people just got it and some people don't and the thing that fans need to accept is that sometimes people just don't have it they can be perfectly fine in the ring. And I'm going to go with Dexter Loomis here. I'm personally, Dexter Loomis is one of the ones that hit me in the gut. You know, Dakota Kai being one, Dexter Loomis was the other one. I had in my head envisioned a spot for him on the main roster. But when I look at it realistically, where does a character like Dexter Loomis fit in Vince McMahon's pro wrestling program? For when you when you break down what Dexter's character would never... They ended up somehow or another making him a babyface. He's he's like a 
serial killer-esque type thing that they turned into a baby face and it worked it was great he he played it to perfection but i really as we got longer into this whole thing with him probably the last six months or so i really started to look at him and go they haven't called him and he had a spectacular look the guy's in fantastic shape he's a great in-ring worker he's a good looking dude like all the pieces are there but there's something missing that maybe they're not seeing and they're seeing it differently than I am. And, and the last six months I got to thinking, I'm like, okay, they haven't called him up yet. He hasn't even worked a dark match. I'm starting to think they don't really have a place for Dexter Loomis on the main roster. And so while I was not thrilled that they released him, it was not entirely unexpected. But again, you have to approach fandom realistically. You, you can like who you like. But there have been plenty of guys over the last 40 years of watching this shit that I have liked who have never even won a championship. And that's perfectly okay. You know, but but looking at it realistically, looking at it objectively, I can say, yeah, I can see why they were never near the top of the card. I can see why they were only on TV once in a while, or I can see why they were used largely as an enhancement talent. You know, it's... Well, it's here's the other side of that, of this whole... Fans like to get in their feelings about, you know, oh, I can't believe they released... Let's use Dakota Kai as an example. Well, actually, let's go backwards. I can't believe that they would release Bronson Reed. Those guys are going to regret it. Bronson Reed's going to set the world on fire. I love that guy, that Bronson Reed guy. That was that was not me. I, I that, was me. that was me. That was me. Yeah, that yeah, was me. Rob was really yeah, high on Bronson Reed. And, yes. and quite frankly, and I thought... Rob was the only one... Who did the next part? I'm going to follow them wherever they go. Right. No, you're not. Stop lying because Jonah's been on Impact every single week for the last like in, in eight, like three months. And hasn't like. moved the dial. Exactly. And I haven't even seen people in my Twitter sphere, which I really don't. I don't mute words. I don't. I, hey, just give it to me as, as it comes. And I've not seen people, hand to God, aside from Rob. Talking about Jonah. Yeah. So, so don't, you can't throw me this, you can't, and it happens with tons of other people too. The Iconics. The Iconics, you know, left, and that was the worst sin that you could ever do to the women's division and women's tag team wrestling and those poor girls and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, they showed up in the as the inspiration and impact for like a year. They were the champions and nobody watched it except me and Rob and like five other, five other people. And now they're gone entirely. Yeah. Exactly. Fan, the fans deep. completely ran them out of the territory. Yeah, and uh, ran them out of the business. Oh, we love you so much. We love you so much. Well, then why aren't you watching the show I'm on? Right. And um, so that's just one of those things. And um, look, when Bronson Reed got released, yeah, I was upset. And that's going to happen. And look, it, it's okay to be. It, it's I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't care. Like, right. Yeah. We're, we we're, not, we're not. Yeah. I mean, because look, that's being a fan. Being a fan is that you care about the stuff. Yeah. And it and in caring, you know, if somebody who you really like isn't going to be on your favorite wrestling show anymore, that sucks. It does. And yeah. so there's nothing wrong with feeling upset about that. That's not what we're saying here. What we're saying is, um, you know, let's not go all the way into, you know, Treating you know, talking about the WWE like it's the uh, 
you know, like it's like LexCore or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, let's not do that, okay? Yeah. I mean, right. Um, uh, you know. At, at any rate, I we can, you know, dig some more another night on the releases and things like that. Uh, I don't want to go too long on the episode tonight. Being it's our pilot show, I don't want to run people off with, you know, with a two-hour Broadway <laughs> epic. Yeah, that's my, um, fault. my fault. My fault there, too. No, no, no. It's okay. Yeah, well, Sorry, dude. It's, it's what we do. Actually, we, just, we get to rolling. Rob, I, I actually was like, oh, no, here we go. Rob's taking us down the road to releases. But, like, as it kept going, I'm like, no, this really gives people a good idea of where our mindset is. Because even, even in all that, like, we're telling you to go watch these people on other shows. We're, we're, we are here to help you enjoy this, this glorious and wonderful sport. Help us help you. Absolutely. Just approach it with a, a, a bit of common sense, and that's all we ask. Yeah, and it's just, um, again, it's okay to be upset at things. It's just, you know, where you take being upset. Right. Yeah. Uh, and don't get don't get yourself into these arguments where you're, you know, because next thing you know, you're, you're you, you know, you, you don't want to be one of those people that is siding with one billionaire over another one right here, because, you know, <laughs> at that point, we all lose. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, because, you know, one company, they yeah, they release you and you get paid for 90 days. The. Other company, they let your contract run out, and you can't talk to anybody while you're still in the contract. And then your contract runs out, and now you got to go find another job. That's right. But you know, but they don't, but they don't make an announcement that they released. You. I mean, nope. But you know, I mean, but that's a whole other argument all the day. Well, on that note, let's call the go home spot. I uh, want to thank my co-hosts here tonight, Jason, uh, Bucky's tag team partner, sir. Great, uh, great first episode for the Chair Shot Network, I think. Well, I think we did pretty well. Uh, I hope we didn't scare too many of you off. And uh, honestly, just come along for the ride. We promise we're harmless. We like to have a lot of fun with this stupid stuff. And let's all just acknowledge the fact that it's stupid. We're stupid for loving it. You're all stupid for listening to this show. We're all stupid. Let's all be stupid together and have a damn good time. We, we were absolutely stupid for doing it. <laughs> but yeah. I'll, I'll keep being stupid because I love doing this with you guys. Me and too. my other my other uh, tag team partner here, the Minister of Truth, the Deacon of Data, the Father of Facts and Figures from the Rob the Genius Podcast, Mr. Rob Bonnet, sir. Thank you again. Thank you, Charlotte. Charlotte, we're going to get through this together. Okay. Oh it's, it's, God, he got but, us right at, right at the but, end, man. This is, this is oh God, I was looking for the three count and we didn't make it. This is going to be a tough weekend. We're going to get through this together. All right. We're, we're oh, right. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us on the Chairshot Network. You can find us at the, I think, I believe it's the Chairshot.com. If I'm wrong, I'll work on that. Uh, it's our first time here, so bear with us here a little bit. I'm your host, DJ. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want. Just call it in the ring. And we're out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.